beautiful. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. It's a Friday. The weekend stretches out in front of me, beautifully beckoning me, luring me into a state of relaxation. Relaxation isn't necessarily one of the things which you're going to be feeling during this episode. So brace yourself for that. Got a couple of trigger warnings to put in place for this one. In this episode, we're up to our usual rambly self. Starting off with a little bit of uh, movie talk. Talking about movies. Everyone loves talking about movies. But then we go into the meat of the subject. And I use the term meat lightly. Alan has for a long time been begging for this subject. And here we are. We finally come round to it. So brace yourself. We talk about bowel movements. Hmm. Sounds fun, doesn't it? And once you get past that, Alan then tells us a few stories about mushrooms. Thrilling, isn't it? God, we've got everything here. So, so I hope you enjoy. If this is your first ever introduction to the Holt and Walt podcast, if this is your first introduction to the Holt and Walt podcast, you're in for a treat. It's a real doozy, a banger. So plug in your ears, sit back, relax, and prepare to be deeply disturbed. I'm sure you'll love it. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Holt and Walt podcast starring me, Holt, and I'm joined by my esteemed co-friend, pal, worker buddy, Mr. Alan Wallet, the Greek demigod that is, Alan Wallet. How are you doing, well, my th- friend? Good. Thank did you like you that introduction? That, that was quite yeah, good, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I did. Um, just so the listener is aware... Seb has an incredible head of hair at the moment. Yeah. It has grown quite impressive and his beard is uh you know is is beyond usual. Well, I can't remember the last time I had a haircut. I can't even really properly remember the last time I went outside, so that's the world that we're living in. And yeah. you look like an uh well, you're beautiful as always, but you look a little bit like an anime character. I, 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 yeah, I know you've what you got mean. A, you've got a beanie on and you've got the hair swept down yeah. over your eyes. And then the giant headphones as well. That, mm-hmm. That, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and a hoodie and generally, you know, looking fairly disheveled and pyjama-like. Just wondering um, if you've got a notebook and a packet of crisps. That's a little anime reference for you anime fans out there. I, I actually tried to watch that uh, oh, in it's Japanese. Good. Oh, and did you? Yeah, the Japanese is really difficult. <laughs> um, so, for anyone that doesn't know, name name the anime. Death Note. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. One of the only animes I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think Dragon Ball Z counts, does it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does. That counts. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I've seen Dragon Death Ball Note. Z. I've seen Death Note. I've seen. Uh, the first series of Attack on Titan. Yes, yeah, I've I, I've enjoyed that. I recently finished watching Avatar. I don't know if that counts though. Does it have to no. be? Does it have to be Japanese or or Oriental or Asian to count as an anime? anime is? Yeah, an anime is specifically from Japan. Animation from Japan. Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, that's that's American. Yeah. And it's actually Same with really Samurai good. Jack. 
Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Mm. On the flit of necks. Nice. The flicks have of necks. Have you seen the sequel? The Legend of Korra? I'm halfway through it. I just finished series two. Um, I struggled with that one a little bit, but apparently that's the worst one. So. Yeah. I'm going to power through. There's there's a there's a problem with sequels and in any category, books, movies or whatever. If you try to if you try to make a story run longer than its like natural conclusion, you get something called like power creep mm-hmm. where the stakes have to increase to make it more dramatic and yeah. keep the reader yeah. occupied and by the end it's just like oh, this is crap. This yeah. is so far fetched, and loads of series fall into this trap, including Game of Thrones. I would say, if that it, wasn't the, the issue with Game of Thrones, it wasn't the issue, but it's it's one of the problems that you have with these gigantic series. Um, imagine Game of Thrones, the first season, everything is tightly knit. Um, all of the stories revolve around one family and a small sort of discovery of a network of spies and lies and and political intrigue by the end of it it's it you know the fate of the universe is is well is up all, for grabs all game of thrones had to do is carry on as it was and and it just became too cinematic and it became too over budget and it became too blah 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 well, I'd say the same for The Legend of Korra. Each season, uh, the stakes grow and grow, and you're by the end, uh, the, it's The stakes it's kind aren't of the funny. issue with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, all the characters, there was already a trajectory in place, yeah. which you, you could, you know, you wouldn't necessarily know the twists and turns, but you could pretty much foresee the direction it was going in. The issue mm. with Game of Thrones is, is that it rushed it, it jumped yeah. the shark, it... Yeah did you know several seasons worth of work in in a couple of episodes and in a in a poorly written poorly done way and kind of undid a lot of the character arcs yep. as it was doing it and um, and and you know why no money cuz they cuz the the creators of the show yeah. got an offer from Disney and they're like right well we're bored Star of this Wars. let's let's wrap it up and then also because they hadn't finished the George R. R. Martin hadn't finished his old book. I think but if you if you look at the quality of the show, I think it uh, apparently I've not actually read the books, but apparently from the from the point at which they um, overtake the books is the point at which the quality, the overall quality of the writing and the storylines decreases. Yeah, yeah. from about well, series six ish onwards, I think. I think it started to decline before then. To be honest, I, I think a a better example. What did you call it? Power creep. Yeah. A better example of that would be Walking Dead. Oh, really? Did you ever watch that? No, I I I read a couple of the comics and I enjoyed that a little bit, but no, The Walking Dead. Coral. Uh, all I know is the memes. <laughs> Coral. It got to a certain his, point his where every is a, like a, a sea dwelling creature. Yeah, it, it got to a certain point where every every season. Um, do you say series or season? I never know. You have so Peep Show season is a sounds American. Simpsons me. is a series. Season is a string of episodes with a story yeah. arc. Anyway, um, yeah, each season of Walking Dead, it was just here's a new big bad guy that you have to contend with, 
and you know by the end of it it's going to be solved of course and then the next season you've got another big bad guy but he's going to be an even bigger bad or worse guy than the one before and it stopped being about zombies which was kind of the interesting part yeah and it was just that's the trouble with with all of these things you you know like in the hobbit you know the movies (laughs) it just gets it's 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 a fairly you know that's a money well contained book and story but the movie just takes the whole thing to a whole new level and just wasn't needed at all. That's that's a money thing, though. Yeah. They wanted to stretch that out into three movies. Yeah. Oh, good gracious. Mm-hmm. But you can't... It's difficult to go to something really quaint and lovely like The, the Hobbit after you've done The Lord of the Rings. Just consider that it's for a different audience. Just you know, do do it quaint, but they and, want and the make same, it for kids. They want the same plaudits and the same box office success that the Lord of the yeah. Rings got, and you you couldn't possibly get that if you just did a straight up adaptation of the Hobbit. Maybe mm. it worked better as a TV show, but they they are making yeah. you know Lord of the Rings TV show now. It's Amazon, am I Amazon. right? Or is it? Or, yeah. or is it? Okay. Amazon, and I think it's going to be the most expensive series of all time, apparently. Cool. So I'm looking forward to that. I don't know what they're um, adapting or what they're even going to call it. It's obviously takes place before The Hobbit. Um, I'm not too um, au fait with the Lord of the Rings periods and, you know, all the lexicon and everything, but I think it might be in the second age that it's taking right. place. You're, you're talking to someone who doesn't know, but there are listeners who do know. Focusing on the ancestors of um, Aragorn, because he's a he's a he's a race of man called the Numenor or something like that. I I, I read the Silmarillion a few years ago, and it it's um it's all in there. But that's a bit it's a bit dense that book. Mm-hmm. It, it's an incredible world that Tolkien built up. Yeah, all of the bad guys. Very, Difficult very to remember popular. names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I so I'm not I I would love to read The Lord of the Rings at some point, but I've never gotten around to it. And my you know, my knowledge is actually based around Dune. It's it's kind of the sci-fi version of Lord of the Rings, and I'm extremely excited for the movie coming out later this year. I thought you meant the month June when you said that. I was confused. No, no, no. Maybe it's yeah, maybe it's just my my mouth. Have you seen the original Dune movie? No, I haven't. But I, haven't. I apparently it's rubbish. It, I I want to watch it just just because of how funny it sounds. But I want to watch it after the movie comes out this year. Yeah. Directed by Denny Villeneuve, mm-hmm. who did the uh, the new version of Blade Runner. He Is also that how you did. Pronounce his first name. Yeah, he's French. Oh. Nice. Um, and he did Arrival, which is a fantastic, oh yeah, um, love that movie, sci-fi movie. And I and apparently Dune, if I pronounce it correctly, <laughs> is his um, is his like masterpiece. That's something he's been work wanting to work on for as long as he's been a movie director. The trailer looks director. good. I've not watched it. I don't want to ruin it. But it's I've, quite I've good read... in that it doesn't give away. It doesn't give away too much. It's difficult watching okay. trailers these days, but this one was yeah. was okay. You, you kind of just see a little snapshot of all the star-studded cast. 
Cool. Well, I d- the only person I know that is acting it is acting in it is Timothy Chalamet, and I don't want to know any any more because if Sean Bean is on the roster, then I know what you know. I know what's going to happen Bean. to this character. Yeah, Sean Bourne. Um, poor old Sean Bean. Shiver, shiver, Lemurber. Do you, so? You don't want to know anyone else who's in it? No, I want it to be a surprise. Oh, okay. Well. I've I've read so I've read Dune the first novel. Um, two and a half, possibly three times. By Frank Herbert? Frank Herbert, Is yeah. that right? Yeah. I it's read it ages ago and I didn't like it that much, but... Well, <laughs> I yeah. found it difficult. Okay, so the first time I tried to read it, I was 15 years old and I got halfway through and I, I, I just gave up. I just didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand the character's motivations or the world. Second time round, I, I read it Obviously, you're you're in the universe already. You you have a good idea of how it works because it's like the second time round. But I was a bit older, and um, it's basically the equivalent of Lord of the Rings for the sci-fi style. Uh, he's created this extraordinary world that is like a tangle between religious like zealots and um, scientific crazy people. And he, like, he wrote quite a lot of books um, in that world as well, didn't he, I think? Yep, so I've read the first three, and um, I, I just don't want to go any further, because I, I feel like the quality is diminishing with each one. Did his son write a few as well, or, or somebody else wrote some? Yeah, yeah. so when he died, um, I think his son tried to carry on a couple extra books, um, but yeah, I think that's prob- probably the, the same as Lord of the Rings with... Christopher, his son. Mm, but Christopher Tolkien, I don't think he really necessarily wrote very much. He kind of compiled the stuff that his dad wrote and, yeah, maybe added to it a little bit. But we wouldn't have, I don't think we'd probably have things like the Silmarillion or any of the Unfinished Tales or Children of Hurin or anything like that without Christopher Tolkien or the Appendices, no. all that sort of stuff. Fair enough. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I, so I wanted to ask Sebi. Are you, are you mm. happy to uh, have this special episode about <laughs> a special topic? Uh, we can sort of delve into it a little bit if you like. Yeah. Um, so I've sent a little recording oh, it, on okay. uh, on um, the old chatbot thing. Yes. Have you heard it before? I can't remember if I sent it to you earlier. Um, you did send me... S- one a while ago on whatsapp okay if i play it now i don't think it's going to show up on the no but the listener can sort of get a, f- a cryptic feel for what what's uh what the story is going to be about this is the story of one seb holt the devil hit his tummy and he felt unwell one day walking home from school seb's butthole began to drool oh no oh no 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 oh god no please no not now no 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 i don't feel well oh no it's a number two it's a number two i haven't prepared a story or anything well would you like me to go first that's right i can tell a story okay okay this this it's not that great i don't know why you (laughs) i don't know i just made I, okay, one thing I'm truly worried about is that I've over overhyped it in my head. Um, I think you probably have. This was this is one of my favourite stories. Oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's very unpleasant. 
Viewer discretion is advised. Oh, you looked like you were going to say something, and then you went. No, no, I was checking okay. the um, microphone stuff. You've got your microphone at a new jaunty angle today, I notice. Yes, because I'm trying to avoid breathing into it. <laughs> did you think that you did that last time? Yeah, there's a lot of. <sighs> I haven't got a pop, pop shield yet. So. Both of us do this a lot. Um, really? Um, I keep having to sort of edit them out or mute them a little bit because they um keep they they really affect it. Um, oh, really? <sighs> yeah. <sighs> hmm. <sighs> anyway, onto the story. This is a, a story of sickness, bowel troubles. You know the classic twenty-four hour norovirus type thing. You know. Oh God, I didn't know it was that bad. It was quite, yeah. I mean, you've obviously you must have been sick at some point in your life. Like <laughs> yeah, <that>. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for a twenty-four hour, you know, there's twenty-four hour periods. But it just it struck me at the wrong moment of my life when I was um I don't know how old I was maybe year nine or ten maybe maybe what, what what's that for the uh, American uh, listeners? The American listeners. What, what, how old are you? How, in how, how, yeah, how old are you? Third, three. So is that 14 or 15, maybe? Oh, right. Okay. So. Quite old, isn't it? Maybe it was before. <laughs> Should I say it was youngest? Yeah, and I can't, you know, I'm hazy on the details, but basically I was at school feeling a bit peaky, a bit pale, a bit sweaty, a bit clammy. And I can remember it was PE or gym, if you're American. Um, and I didn't enjoy PE very much. So generally speaking, I would try anything I could to get out of it anyway, be it accidentally forgetting my, uh, my (laughs) kit or, you know, not feeling well during the lesson or something like that. So in this lesson, I told my teacher, Mr. Salmon, that I wasn't feeling very well and, um, he didn't really believe me. So I kept on playing or doing whatever it was. And then at some point, I just had to run off. And then there was some projectile from oh. my mouth into the bin. I'm going to try and keep it relatively clean. Um, at which point, he, he conceded that I probably wasn't very well. Right. And right. that I, sh- I could go uh, <laughs> to the nurse's office. I had to get changed first, though, into my school uniform. Of course, because that's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. So I got dressed and... Not because you'd like messed up your, your sports track suit and <laughs> with vomit. I was very clean, you know, good aim. Mm-hmm. So I went I went to the nurse's office and called home. And I think the only person at home was my lodger at the time, Claire. Right, yeah. Very lovely person, uh, as the story will attest to. Um, but she she wasn't available straight away, so I had to wait for about an hour, I think, in the nurse's office, slowly feeling the pressure within myself oh, no. <laughs> building. And it was already near the end of the day, so by the time she actually got there to, to pick me up and walk me home, because she, she didn't have a car, so we we had to walk home, and it was already time for school to end anyway. Right. So we were all leaving at the same time, me and all the other pupils, and, and Claire was sort of walking with me. And I think my sister joined us oh. as well, my younger sister, Freya. Oh, um, no. And I was <laughs> not really engaging with them and feeling very uncomfortable. Um, and it's about a 10 minute walk home. And I remember about five minutes into it, you know, when you go for a little, a little tester. 
passing yeah. a bit of wind, let out a little bit of pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, when you well, have a Coke bottle and there's it's too much pressure and you try to yeah, squeeze it a little let, bit out. Let a little bit out. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we all know when you're suffering with one of these 24-hour bugs, you can't always trust the experimental passing of wind. Yeah. And alas, in this situation, um, you know, there was a... A certain evacuation of my bowels, <laughs> not not to a huge extent, but enough. En- I, enough for you to uh, and I can wo- worry somewhat. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I, I was still the house wasn't quite within um, within my sights, mm-hmm. so I was feeling nervous, surrounded by a lot of a lot of children, a lot of school kids. And I can remember turning around to Claire, and I can't imagine what the look on my face was like. And I sort of just <laughs> whispered to her, "I've crapped myself." and um and she just sort of had a look of yeah concern and then Mm -hmm. i just sort of walked home penguin-esque i'd say yeah in the most hurried manner i could and then yeah i was sick for a long time and i think during this this 24-hour bug at the time i was sleeping in um my bed was a bunk bed oh it was a it was a double it was a double bed but it was raised on a like quite high Mm mm-hmm and I think the next morning, <laughs> I got sick and I threw up over the side of the bed. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All over the floor. Um, and Claire came and tidied it up for me. Oh bloody oh. hell! <sighs> yeah, poor Claire. Jesus. Think... And was there any? I, I'm guessing from such a height, there's there's quite a bit of uh, splash. Ah, uh, you know, I can't remember the details, and I think we've gone. Yeah graphic enough but right but your poor sister if she's on the bottom bunk no there was no bunk underneath underneath was just a desk oh okay that's lucky or a sofa bed or something i think mm-hmm. that nobody slept on yeah god that was bad Blimey. and ever since then i've been more cautious to test you know particularly yeah. when you're out and about yeah let that be a lesson for you yeah, it makes sense and unfortunately no one's ever really known about it until this day all right well yeah there you go um that's that's possibly one of my favorite stories i i guess i guess it's only fair i should share mine it's a very Um, unpleasant story yeah but it's episode two it's season two and this is technically the 10th episode yeah so we're into double digits so and um yeah poo 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 you do love you do love poo i do think Stories. Poo, poo is probably the best word in the oh English God, language. Oh, got fetish. Poo. Poo poo. Poo 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 kaka. Poo poo kaka. <laughs> that that combination. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When I'm feeling kind of icky, this tan is getting sticky, and my butt is feeling sticky. I don't want to take the Mickey, but I don't know what to do. I think I need a poo. Think I'll throw it away. Right, so I guess uh, picture eleven-year-old me. Possibly, oh, I might have been ten or eleven. Yeah. First time on scout camp, like away from home. It's oh, a big, dear. big thing. Two weeks for two weeks, you know, scout camp. That's a long time. 
or maybe it was one week, I'm not sure, it was one of the half terms. And, you know, uh, the the toilets are unpleasant, to say the least. Yeah. Um, so, on scout camp, on my own, I... I, I I decide okay it's been about a day I need I need to go for, I need to go for a poo and uh, I go to the tents the poo tents and <laughs> oh god <laughs> that's the trouble they were tents it oh. was just it was it was almost like someone had taken just a bin taken was it a hole off. in the ground no it was it was just a bin oh oh yeah <laughs> and uh, th- they had strapped um, fly tape on the oh. inside of the tents and it was just swarming with flies and oh just stank it was so bad <laughs> i was absolutely petrified by all the flies yeah i thought no, no there's there's just no way no there's way. no way i can do this I, I i can't cope fair enough and uh you know i've i've had constipation before so i figured i can hold this in <laughs> hold it in oh you didn't go find a bush or something no, no. I mean, you know, uh, the most logical thing for me to do, of course, was to hold it in hold it for in. the entire week and wait oh. to go home. Yep. Um, one day goes by. Yeah. Two days goes by. Oh. Three days go by, and I think it's it's possibly time for uh, the the camp inspection. So we're okay. all <laughs> we're all standing outside in front of the tents. How, uh, on, are you still eating during this period? How is that possible? I don't know. Maybe it's like I think possibly two days max. I'm not sure. But uh, the the uh, camp camp inspector, the sort of head guy, comes around and says, "Oh, that was str- strange. Uh, uh, this this tent smells of cowpat." <laughs> Uh, okay. Why is that? And I, 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 by this time, I've well and truly shit myself. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I had the little, um, you know, when you're 11, you, you, you wear sort of tighty whities. I had oh, the little my. Tasmanian devil tighty whities, you know, keeping oh, yeah. it all in and contained. And, oh. uh, and um, yeah, so I'm not found out, but the, but the <laughs> tent does smell. <laughs> and. Uh, in the middle of the night, I think, okay, now's my chance. Everyone's asleep. I'll, I'll, I'll sort this out. So I creep out of the tent, <laughs> pull down my, my underwear, and then uh, I, I think, okay, so the best way, there's a very high fence. What I can do is slingshot oh, it. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I'm flinging it around, like spinning it around like a lasso and fling it over the fence. And of course, the fence is just you know, to the to the main road. Oh. But in my eleven year old mind, that was uh, dealt with. Just decimate an entire ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and no, no one was the wiser. I I don't think I've ever told that story to anyone apart, apart from you once I mean, before. You've, you've got to clean up after that, haven't you? finished well, yeah <laughs> so i was there for a week so obviously i had to poop again and um but how uh, okay carry on yeah we don't need too many details i don't need to know yeah and so i i just couldn't use the toilets there were too many flies it stank it, it was just awful um i didn't know how you're supposed to squat over a bin and uh <laughs> so i just you know 
there was a river nearby, so I used the river. And um, okay. everyone also used to go down the river, you know, to wash and play. And, oh. and so I thought, okay, well, where oh. where aren't the people? <laughs> so, so I went up river. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And uh, I, I used some leaves. And uh, it made a lot of sense to me. Oh yeah, yeah, Ugh. grim. That's way more grim than my story. I I agree. I agree. That's not actually the 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 um, feces related story. I thought you were going to tell. Oh what? There's another one. I but mean, maybe I mean, you don't are... want. Maybe What's you don't the want other the other one? one. Although your mum doesn't listen in, listen to this, does she? Uh, not really. No. What What was the other one? We don't need to go there. Basically, I asked you once what you think the worst thing you've ever done is. <laughs> <laughs> oh it was yeah, the story yeah, you told yeah. Me. Oh my god. Um actually uh at my older brother's wedding the best man asked for stories um of our family and uh he alluded to that incident mm. where as as like a 6 or 7 year old um my my older brother convinced me that it would be a good idea to poo in the kitchen bin. Um <laughs> So, um, using uh, my seven-year-old logic, I, you know, I just thought I can do that, but I want a little bit of privacy. So we dragged, <laughs> we dragged the kitchen bin into the bathroom, uh, where I then, <laughs> uh, and then and then proceeded to poop on it. And uh, the trouble it? was. Uh, it was it, the the bin was full, so it lay there resting oh, on the. T- <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> this 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 story, this episode is going to be full of microphone explosions from the from the laughing. But yeah, unfortunately, we had a Japanese lodger at that time who was, uh, you know, the Japanese are known for their cleanliness, and uh, mm. I don't think he appreciated that. Well, I'm going to blame say- my breath. My brother for that. What I don't understand is with your um, tent story, you yeah. love going to festivals and things like that. Isn't that ex- essentially the same experience from what I've heard? Uh, yes. Uh, however, I've I've kind of accepted Got over that it. toilets, yeah, stink, and and so you know I'm I can poop in smelly places now. But yeah, no, I I feel I feel lighter. I feel like a load has been lifted, you know, now that I've aired this uh this little episode. I, I think we've sort of plateaued, you know. I don't know if we can uh <laughs> Well, yeah, okay. So I mean, we have been talking for half an hour. That's quite good. Yeah. So um in the previous episode, right? Mm. I mentioned Charlotte got me a book about fungi. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and I was a bit rude. No, no, it's like I I've been reading it. Yeah. And um it's actually phenomenal. Um oh. Yeah, so so Seb kindly pointed out that that might be the most boring book that I've ever got. Um but it's really good. And I want to give you a few factoids. Um Okay. Would you? Would you? Would you care? Would you care for the factoids? I'd, I would love. That's exactly what this podcast needs: some mushroom factoids. Okay, so firstly, the book is uh, "Entangled Life" um, by Merlin Sheldrake, and um, 
You see what you get so with this do- podcast? One minute we're talking about films, then we're talking about poo, now we're talking about mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went on a fungi foraging course a couple of... Um, back back in sort of October. And um, I'll give you like a brief factoid. So on the British Isles, there are maybe 70 species of mammals, um, maybe 2,000 species of mosses, and 150,000 species of fungi. Mm-hmm. So the diversity is, is crazy. To put that into perspective, that worldwide there are estimated 3.8 million species of fungi. Uh, we've identified about 100,000, and we identify at a rate of about 2,000 per year, which means it'll take another 2,000 years for us to identify them all. There are a lot of mushrooms, and the largest organism in the world is, well, I should say fungi, actually, because mushrooms are, are the little fruiting bodies, and the, the fungus is the actual organism. And the largest organism in the world is a fungus. It's about 1,350 football pitches in size. Crikey. Yeah, and it's... it's its walls are single cells so what a fungus looks like you know you picture a mushroom but actually mm-hmm. that's that's like the apple of the tree um the actual tree is underground and it's this cobweb filament type um cotton uh that connects trees together and like helps them transfer nutrients and things like other random facts are some fungi live in chernobyl and they feed off the radiation, um, yep. uh, like like plants do with uh, sunlight and photosynthesis. Um, some fungi, uh, particularly lichen, which are a symbiotic relationship between bacteria and fungus, can survive in space. Right. And they can survive the cosmic radiation as well. Um, and they can... Uh, survive like huge pressures um so there's a theory that fungi actually traveled through space and colonized the planet but it's just an idea so in order for that to happen you'd have to survive a meteor impacting your planet just like breaking it up Mm. and then hurtling that stuff that that fungi stuff on a meteor to another place so so the fungi would have to survive like a, a huge like a nuclear bomb yeah um in terms of pressure and they tested that and some lichen can mm-hmm. um but but what they haven't found is is whether fungi can survive re-entry atmosphere re-entry and they tested it and they shot some fungi off the space station <laughs> um and yeah it just ended up as molten lava basically okay would yeah. there be any reason to believe that that theory beyond just uh, spontaneous life occurring on Earth? Anyway, no, it's no, it's just an idea. Um, most, I think, common the common idea is that life originated on Earth in these hydrothermal vents, which are sort of the nucleus of where creation can happen. Yeah, or we were planted here by extraterrestrials which is what i prefer to believe yeah Mm mm-hmm and we are being observed examined 
tested. But you know, that's just my opinion. That's just like my opinion, man. So would would you say? Um, is there anyone you know doing the testing? Who would you say? You're quite suspicious, right? Okay, I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to like cast your gaze onto fungi instead no, of it, me, it, so that oh. <laughs> I'm not you know I'm not suspicious. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be anyone on this planet. It would be they would be observing us externally. And not right. necessarily us as humans, they'd just be observing life on this planet. Just like what, like goes. orbiting around? They would, um, yeah, they would perhaps plant. Uh, I don't know how they would do it, you know. I mean, if you look at cave paintings and stuff like that, they've got pictures of aliens coming down anyway, haven't they? So, Well, actually, interestingly, in, in cave paintings... There's they, fungi. Yes, and people worshipping fungi is an ancient thing um and you know using fungi as psychedelics has has long is, is there's a long long tradition of that is this a long and, and, play for this podcast where we're actually going to turn into some kind of fungi appreciation no podcast? i i think i think you know i think this episode is perfectly um paced you know first we talk about lord of the rings and dune and then we talk about uh, poo and then fungi. <laughs> yeah. And actually, interestingly, the reason why the characters in Dune have blue eyes and can s- predict the future yep. is because um, the psychedelic mushroom, uh, uh, magic mushrooms that we use, um, stains blue when you oxidize it. So if you bruise it, it turns blue. And that's where Frank Herbert got the idea from um to give them blue eyes and to have them predict the future i think frank herbert was a massive druggie because if you read his stuff like there's a lot of drugs in it and it's future drugs and it's it's all about crazy crazy stuff all writers are druggies aren't they yeah stephen king alice in wonderland guy uh don't know (laughs) lewis carroll Oh yeah, was he a druggie? Huge druggie, really. Alice in Wonderland. It's like a massive drug trip. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he was a druggie. Uh, a drugster. I, I think. I think he was Aldous Huxley. He wrote the book Doors of Perception, and on his deathbed, took loads of LSD. Did he do it at any other point in his life, or was that his first time? Um, no. I maybe maybe I got that wrong. Maybe it was mescaline. Um, which Ooh, I, is, I think is. does a similar thing. But uh, yeah, he did lots of that. And um, he calls the human mind uh, a reducing valve. That it's, it's, it's complicated, but I yeah, interesting guy. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, thanks for that mushroom um, lesson. Have you got anything else to tell us about mushrooms? Um, they control the weather. Okay, you're making stuff up now, Alan. No, I'm not. I'm not making stuff up. Okay, so you have... These these fungi that that are most of the soil, right? And when they turn into mushrooms, they produce spores. These spores can then be picked up by air currents and dragged into the upper atmosphere, where they help rain and sleet and snow nucleate. So they can affect the weather. I mean, it's insane. Also, like you're talking about an observer, right? So in certain fungi um they can detect light like plants can um 
you know, certain wavelengths. But unlike plants, they use the same pigments that we do in our uh, retinas. So they use opsids. Oh, I think I'm getting that wrong. Um, yeah, so they have the same pigments in your, in your eyes to detect light. Um, and they have a certain type of memory. So if you put a, a, like a, a food source on a plate um, and let a, mush, like, let a mushroom grow towards, towards it, at first it will grow in a circle like a cobweb does, you know, from the center outwards. Then when it touches the food source, you know, it'll, it'll start making stronger connections with the food source. But then, you know, you get the researchers to cut the fungus back all the way back to so that it's like right at the center again. And there's got no like cobwebs left. So it's it, um, and it grows it's back towards to square the food one again. Correct. Oh, my God. Directly towards the food. Holy I mean, there's bioluminescent fungi that flash and uh, no one knows why the hell they're doing that. Um, <laughs> they transfer like uh information across themselves with uh, electrical currents you know very similar to the the nervous system i mean these these things are insane it's God, so you cool. really love fungi are you implying that it's unethical to eat mushrooms no i i love them um it's it's probably unethical to not eat mushrooms because they probably want you to eat mushrooms so you can poop out your spores <laughs> and like spread them uh, I don't like mushrooms, so it's a moot point. <sighs> I've just wasted my time, haven't I? Well, I might like mushrooms one day. Yeah? I've never tried a fungi. truffle, but uh, I heard they're extremely mushroomy. It's, it's, it's the flavour you don't like or the texture. Mm, uh, ooh, I don't know if I've ever had mushroom... And not experienced both at the same time, so I don't really know. Well, how's how's that for an answer? Uh, well, it's for example, like... mashed potato. I don't like mashed potato, but I've had potato in other in other ways. Right, you've had. I mean, you don't like Chinese food, but you love sweet chili sauce. <laughs> yeah, I am growing on. <clears throat> well, Chinese food food is growing on me now. So, mm-hmm. you know what else is growing on you? Fungi and bacteria. <laughs> You have more. You have more bacterial cells than your own cells. Yes, I I knew that one. Yeah, that one is that one is kind of confusing. I guess they're smaller. True. I assume. Yeah, they are smaller cells. But yeah, I think I think I I've uh, I hope I haven't taken over this episode too much. No, I it's think been, that's. It, I think the world's been calling out for a little bit of um, mushroom knowledge. To be honest, really, like a Walt episode. What? A Walt episode, you know. A Walt episode. We yeah. can do a whole episode on it if you like. No, no. As in, I think this is more than enough for the listener. I think you know they're all they're all fungied out. All right. I think we'll wrap it up there. Do you have any fan mail? Uh, let me double check. Okay. Uh, let me get up my uh, old mail thing and let me ask you the same question. I mean, a long time ago, I did get an email about from one of my friends who said oh i like the podcast does that well, count as fan mail yeah okay that was a that was a long time ago but I, I apologize i haven't included that in thank you for uh thank you for your kind words yeah thank you stranger yeah any anyone can get in touch you know holt yeah. at holt and 
I mean, we're not that lonely, but we are quite lonely. So I, I thrive on being alone. What if we sent fan mail to each other? Ooh, that's such okay. a good idea. This is probably I probably talk more during the recording of this podcast than I do in in the in the rest of the month combined. Really? Yeah. How's how is the old? Um, I have to condense Sebi. it. How is how the am I? house? Yeah. How's, oh. how's the gang? Yeah, everyone's fine. Yeah, getting along, plodding along. And the Charlotte's shed? very busy. I'm busy. Uh, the shed's not up and running. There was a cabinet that you had to help um, scrub. Yeah, good memory. Yeah, Charlotte's done that. Uh, We've got an electrician coming on Friday, and then we're going to get the room plastered, then we're going to sort out the kitchen, and then hopefully in a few months, people might even be able to come visit. Who knows? Nice. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You expecting an invite? Well. Presumptuous? Yeah. I mean, it's it's my birthday uh, in a little bit more than a month. You won't be able to come down for your birthday. That's too no, soon. No, I know, I know. But I'm just, you know. You'll be thirty. Yeah, that that disturbs me. Not not be, not because of the age, but because of me. Like I'm supposed to be thirty. Men, like mentally, I don't think I don't think I'm there yet. I mean, after all that mushroom talk, you're more like fifty or sixty. I think. Yeah, but then I brought the average back, like, way back down with the poo stories. <laughs> that's true, that's true. You're probably hovering around low 20s right now, I think. So that's okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. That makes me feel all right. better. Well, if that's all from you, then that's all from me. All right, cool. Great. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, great. If you didn't, I mean, listen to another one. Don't Don't give up too soon, but they're all probably like this. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the best one, so... <laughs> yeah, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, afraid so. All right. Cool. Bye. Um, don't forget to uh, rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts, you know. Oh, is that something w- which can be done? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I actually Leave a checked review. it. Yeah, and there is one review. It's is um. Yeah, it's it's five stars as well. Um, oh, it says it we two two guys uh, talk a whole bunch about nothing, and um, it's written. I think the review name is not Walt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I use my work phone to do that. Yeah. Well, I, I guess you. Yeah, anyone can go along and review it. Go mm-hmm. ahead on on yeah, your preferred platform. All right, buddy. Have a good week. Cool. And I'll talk to you later. Yeah, take it easy, bro. Bye-bye. Bye.